Phoenix FM. Hi everyone, this is Nicky Smash from the Rocket Dogs. Hi guys, this is Andy from Buffalo Summer. You're listening to Stuart Pink. You're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. On Phoenix FM. We're going to have a chat very soon to Nikki Smash from the Rocket Dolls. Uh, he'll be introducing their brand new single, The Grip, and talking about their forthcoming album. But uh, but first, to get you up to speed with all things at the Rocket Dolls, uh, this is their previous single, not their current single, because we'll hear that in a minute, and Nikki's going to introduce it for us. Uh, but first, this is their previous single from the forthcoming album. Uh, this is Enthusiasm and Fumes by the Rocket Dolls. This is Phoenix FM. Hey everyone, this is Nikki Smash from the Rocket Dodge. You're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM.
That was Enthusiasm and Fumes, and with me on the phone is Nicky Smash from the band The Rocket Dolls. Uh, Nicky, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? You keeping well? I am. I'm very well indeed. Enjoying your stuff. Thanks, man. Loving it. That was Enthusiasm and Fumes, first single off um, the album to come, which we'll talk about yes. in a minute. Uh, but you're from a rock trio, The Rocket Dolls, all the way from Brighton. Is that right? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's us. Yeah. How did you all come together? Well, we're all from around the country. And we met at college in Brighton um, in 2000 and end of 2006, 2007. And we were like hanging out as mates and we were all doing different um, session musician stuff, playing for different artists. And, you know, it was kind of the in thing in Brighton to be doing at the time. And I had some demos lying around and I kind of said to, to the lads, you know, I've got these songs, you know, maybe we should be a band. And, yeah. you know, um, you know, it's the the rest is is history type of thing, and officially in March two thousand eight, we uh, started as a band, and yeah, we've just kind of been trying to do our best to conquer the world one show at a time. Since <laughs> conquer the world from Brighton one rock gig at a time. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, what was it like getting? I mean, you obviously all knew each other um, that early on. Has it been the same uh, group of you all the way through? You had people in and out. Yeah. Well. Um, Joe joined us um, just after um, we finished recording Deadhead. Um, so he's kind of the, the the last member, but he's actually been in the band the longest, apart from me and uh, Benji, the drummer. So, you know, um, ever since... It's funny because the band never really did feel right. And then the moment Joe joined, about five years ago now, yeah, it was like, that's the missing piece of the puzzle. Oh, nice. And it's only a coincidence since he joined that we've actually had success you, do, you, do you know what i mean so it's been quite an interesting like journey up until then it was always a bit of a fight and yeah the moment he joined you know people just yeah this the band's become tenfold more popular and you know it's it's just a pleasure having him there and he's my best friend do you know what i mean so yeah he couldn't have worked out any better you know and also that the fact is you kind of the heartthrob of the band, you know. <laughs> uh, I sense a little bit of jealousy in the voice there. Uh... Well, you know, we can't have it all. I'll write the songs and he can look good playing them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You'll so, settle like, for the musical talent of the group. <laughs> yeah, I'll kind of take that one, you know, and the other two can look after the good looks, you know, so I'll take, I'll take <laughs> So I'll take that, man, yeah. And he's just the sickest bass player, man, like. And he can play like millions of instruments and stuff and he's just one of those guys that, you know, and he's super laid back and yeah, he's kind of like Mr. Perfect really. Oh. We call him Doctor, you know, so. Doctor. The Doctor, yeah. <laughs> For prescription of some heavy riffs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's totally it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, uh, your stuff's obviously pretty heavy, some nice muddy, uh, muddy riffs in there. Do you, uh, do you yeah. nerd out a bit on your guitar effects? Are you one of those bands? Yeah, um, I am. Uh, you know, I'm a super geek. Excellent. You know, when it comes to like guitar tones and you know guitars themselves, I just I love guitars. You know, and amps and effects pedals and stuff. And I'm lucky that I'm a PRS in Dorsey, a PRS Guitars Europe, and um, also with Victory Amps as well. Oh, nice! You got lots um, of toys to play with then. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they're you know, companies that I've looked up to and to know the people behind them all and, you know, be part of their family is kind of like dream country stuff when you're a kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, um, and, 
you know they can't it all works together really well especially because there's only three of us so we have to we have to work well at our tones and you know making sure our playing super tight and stuff because in a three piece you're, you're all so exposed yeah that's true yeah, you yeah. know what i mean if someone makes a mistake it's like blindingly obvious who's done it <laughs> you know and <laughs> yeah, things fall apart around it you know so it's not like guns and roses yeah. where it's about 15 guitarists uh <laughs> yeah exactly i just i always you know i'm a, i'm a purist on that stuff man i'm like if i see bands with like more than one guitar player i'm like someone's got to justify why you need more than one <laughs> you know like what are you doing in the band what are you doing yeah what is your part you know when that when two guitar players are playing the exact same thing <laughs> i think it's kind of pointless <laughs> you know so uh you know and also as well uh other guitar players offend me so <laughs> <laughs> so the less other guitar players around me the best <laughs> it's like, are you doing, so, you're doing it wrong man this is how it's yeah, done you're doing it wrong man you know like i'm one of them guys where like i've got a very specific idea about how things are supposed to sound and go in my head you know especially because i'm a songwriter as well so yeah when you have these things you're like no it's got to be like this or got to be like that and I mean, we've tried having another guitar player in a few times, but like it's just never worked, and it you know it just doesn't flow. You know, and standing in the middle of the stage I, I, feels really weird because you get used to being one side of the stage, you know, and then you've got stuff all around you. That it just the whole thing is different. So yeah, yeah, it's, I sure. think I'm a bit set in my ways, <laughs> you know. And you know, it was all right for Nirvana for ages, you know, <laughs> in, until like the last like year. So if it's good for them, it's good for me. You know, yeah. never mind. Never mind was a, a three-piece, you know, setup and stuff like that, and King's X as well, bands like that. So Absolutely. I'm totally cool with that. Do you know what I mean? Don't mix with a formula. If it's working, stick with it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it, man. If it's not broken, pants. <laughs> you can really. I was, it's interesting you sort of mentioned that. You, you can pick up a real sort of uh, blend of sort of genres and styles in your music. Is that something that sort of evolved from the three of you? working together is there different influences in the band well the thing is what's quite fun is that um uh ben is like we all have like really extremes in tastes you know we all yeah. love the same stuff but like <clears throat> joe's like really into like um everything everything and then he's like listening to mastodon and ruben <laughs> yeah you know and then benji's listening to like slayer and soul work <laughs> and then he's listening to like you know, the deep soul Southern American blues. <laughs> so that's where he gets all these groove patterns and stuff from. And then like, yeah. I'm a massive like grunge head, like Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, obviously, you know, that's like my bread and butter. Yeah. But I'm also a massive pop fan. I love Panic at the Disco. Um, nice. I love Billie Eilish. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I love um, yeah. 21 Pilots and, you know, um, and even I love the new Bring Me the Horizon stuff, you know, so that stuff, I just, I love it. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I think from a songwriter's perspective, I just love the writing. I was going to say, know, so when I hear like good melodies, I'm like, oh man, this is so sick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> enhances bands and you've got people who like a little bit of a pop influence because you get that kind of, you know, different sort of hooks and it's a bit more experimental. With yeah, I think that's where, uh, where it comes because like, we're known as like a three-piece riff band. You know, but like we actually have songs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's more than just riffs. That's yeah, it. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that. You know, it's funny where bands like either come up with riffs and the song evolves around a riff. Yeah, and like it's not really a song, is it? It's just like some stuff. You need you need <laughs> with lyrics on the tops in in places. You know, but 
we try to write actual songs and our songs aren't that long either you know they're not like four and a half five minutes long you know they're like three minutes three and a half minutes and you know that's probably the pop in me you know listening to like yeah. a lot of like commercial radio and you know a lot of pop songs you know some of them are even two two and a half minutes so i think that's where i get like that you know don't bore us get to the chorus type of <laughs> mentality when it comes to like songwriting don't you bore know, us so. get to the chorus what a fantastic <laughs> yeah chorus. that's it yeah i think that's i think joe perry from Arizona coined that years ago but like <laughs> you know yeah that's kind of like my thing get to the chorus as quick as you can you know and then you can do whatever you want after that but um yeah i love i love pop and i love like that upbeat groove stuff but then i also love like type of negative and king's x and stuff do you know what i mean so yeah some heavier yeah like, you're getting our songs a lot where you get like upbeat grooves and fat riffs and then catchy melodies and sing-along choruses and stuff and then you get like like in these tunes like you guys just heard like in the middle there's just like some fat slow half-time riff <laughs> you know what I mean it's like a pick and, and mix of the best bits being, yeah that's it man and then it goes back to like being like pop and grunge at the same time so <laughs> I like to kind of cover all bases there's something this you know this is our we're coming up to our third album now you know which is out first of May and there's yeah. there's something for everyone on it you know there's like pop tracks there's like disgusting slow really low tuned stuff in there you know but then there's like a one minute 47 second pop little banger in there Excellent. <laughs> and things like that you know so it's kind of really varied you know a little bit of everything we'll have a talk in a bit more detail about the uh, the the forthcoming album in a minute we're gonna have a, album, yeah. a quick listen to uh, to one of your one of your, your current single the grip um thanks man what can you tell us about this song well, I wrote this with my friend Georgia Train, and uh, she um, writes with lots of, you know, big guns like Kyler Chiefs and all sorts of people like that. And oh, wow. we go we go way back, and you know, we were saying for years, oh, man, we should get together and write some songs. You know, yeah, definitely. We'll have a bit of Ruby. You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, and um, yeah, just kind of like oh, I had I had this riff knocking about. Yeah, and this kind of vibe, and then she was like, "That's cool," and then like we just met up, and then it was like written in like twenty minutes. Oh yes, you know one of those. Do you know what I mean? And then I was like, "Man, this is so good." Yeah, and yeah. Then, and you know we were both vibing off it, and then when I took it to the boys, they're like, "This is awesome," and I think I was like, "I think this is going to be a single." Do you know what I mean? You, you just kind of know when you write it. Yeah, the grip is about that like moment before you like lo- lose your head. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, just the bit before you explode and, you know, trying to, like, bite your tongue type of thing, you know. And you just kind of got to keep yourself together. So it's that bit before you explode and you kind of got to just keep it all together, you know. And people are doing that all the time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I think it's quite a relevant piece to do because you always, especially in the UK, we're very passive-aggressive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so oh, are we? Is that right? <laughs> I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that kind of stems from a bit of that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Kind of like that, yeah.
The Rocket Dolls, their brand new single, The Grip, and still on the phone with me is Nicky Smash from the band. Hello, Nicky. How's it going, man? How's it going? Oh, I'm enjoying your song. That's so awesome. Thanks very much, dude. Thank you. That's just, again, like that riff, just sticks in your head. That's going to be in my it's head good, all night. Yeah. Oh. A, a sweet, sweet riffing uh, uh, earworm is the term, isn't it? You know, a yeah. good old earworm. Or an eargasm. Stuck in your head. Yeah. Yeah, or oh, it is eargasm. You can say that too. <laughs> Uh, you've done a video for this song. What was it like filming that? It looked uh, looked pretty dangerous from what I've seen. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Like, we were in this massive warehouse. By the end of the day, like, all our eyes were like bloodshot <laughs> and red <laughs> through the fire. And I think I've got like a, some burns on my leather jacket from close calls. Oh my god! And, 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 yeah, and things like that. And you know, we had all like this weird makeup, like liquid stuff. Yeah. that you had in your mouth and I actually quite liked it and so did Joe it was like with this vanilla paste stuff <laughs> and like you have like this tiny little pet drop in your tongue but then it like swells up and it foams out your mouth <laughs> you know nice. but it tastes quite nice it just tastes like vanilla like food colouring <laughs> yeah and it like drips out everywhere and then it was like all over my guitar and I'm like oh man I've got to clean that off oh, no. that yeah. and it's actually stained my guitar and stuff and, <laughs> you know and it was like such good fun doing it, but it was so hot. Like, I know it sounds really obvious because like there's three fire breathers around, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. Loads of makeup on the 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 video lights, you know, and you're like, you have to overperform on a on a music video like that, and yeah, getting fire breathers turning around. And there's a couple of close close calls that you don't see in the thing, like <laughs> me moving about and stuff, and the the fire breather that was next to me. Uh, Lolly, there's a couple of times where we like bumped into each other, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to set myself on fire!" Because <laughs> you know? like there's like hairspray in your hair, and you got all the makeup on, yeah. like and the leather jacket as well. So I was like the most flammable dude, covered in flammable gear. Like, yeah, yeah do you know what I mean. It's like I was just wearing an All Saints leather jacket, so it's like the moment the fire would go near me, I'd go up in flames. <laughs> you know, so it was, you know, and then there was. Um, Christy the fire breather right behind um, 
Benji on the drums and she was on this big rise and she had these massive heels on. It was like, oh I'm my like, God. I hope she don't fall off that. And, yeah, you must have been you know, slightly nervous. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, she had these like big, big fans, they're big like fire fans, I think they're called. And man, like every time she moved them, you could hear them go like, like they're so, and it was over the music. There was that loud. Wow. And it's like the fire's louder than the band, <laughs> you know, like, and it was like so hot. And like after every take, you know, then they'd have to like run out and like put all the fire out and then come back in. But after like six hours of that, like we were all done. And like, um, we had to take a break and like vent the whole, like the arena out because <laughs> yeah. they got smoked in, Just you know, in. and, we all had to like take all our makeup off and get cleaned up because it was all in our eyes and all in our nose and our mouth and they had all this weird soot and black stuff coming out God. so we had to like stop halfway through the day and like reset the makeup and reset the set to like clean everything down because it was just getting covered in to be fair that sounds yeah. like most people's london commute get black yeah stuff. dude it, it's kind <laughs> of yeah. it's like we took the smog of london inside and inside an arena warehouse and <laughs> the, the girls were, um, Lolly, Naomi and Christy and they were doing this big fire breathing bit which you see in the video where they used it for cutscenes and stuff Yeah, and the flames are like 30 foot wow and oh, like they were hitting the top of the arena they were that hot, tall and then there was like <laughs> paraffin and petrol and stuff all over the floor and we, we, we got like we got billed for extra cleaning bill because we couldn't clean it properly. <laughs> <laughs> clean the roof. <laughs> we couldn't clean it, the arena properly, so that yeah, we we, we got billed extra um, extra money for a cleaning bill on that. <laughs> oh my god! So people but, have got to go and see this now for that for that extra cost. I mean, it's it's yeah, totally, well yeah, worth yeah, the entertainment value. Pushed us over our budget, over <laughs> having to pay for the cleaning. You know, so um, we were like, yes, we managed to do some budget, and they covered it. Like, they were cool about it. The venue and um, Cater Music in London, they were so cool about and they actually found it really funny they're like the most rock and roll thing ever dudes but that's a pretty good rock story we have to billy for the cleaning (laughs) (laughs) and it's like yeah it's totally cool dudes you know we get it but it's funny the day when you're like trying to be rock and roll and getting your fire out and all this stuff and then and they're watching the video we're on our hands and knees at the end of the day trying to scrub the floor and it just wasn't (laughs) and it was like the reality of where you are you know it's like it's quite funny, man. It's a good story, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a good story to tell. You should have left that in the outtakes, just all of you three just have, on the I floor. Have, yeah, <laughs> just us scrubbing the floor. Yeah, at the end, it was quite funny. With, like, bin bags around our knees and toes and stuff. It was, like, so funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> Any more dangerous, crazy things planned for the new singles coming out on the, uh, the new album? Um, well, you know... It, Smaller cleaning bills, dude. You know, and like, well, we're trying. We're trying to think of way because we didn't think. I mean, we knew it was going to come out looking cool, but we didn't know it was going to come out looking that good. You know, <laughs> and the first thing we said was, "How do we top that? Yeah, <laughs> we can't just do like another performance video on like a low budget after that." So we're like, "I don't know what we're going to do." <laughs> so like, we're at the drawing board now, going like, "Yeah, what can we do to do? You know, to like." I don't think we're going to top it, you know, but we're trying to do something completely different again. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's a challenge. When you <laughs> top do the fire like breathers. Go. I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you top fire breathers, dude? You know, it's like, I don't know, man. I think the greatest music video I've seen is probably Queen's uh, Breakthrough when they're driving on top of the train, smashing through walls. 
Oh, yeah, dude, that was insane, man. Have That's a go at so that. expensive, I think, that video as well, when they did that. Yeah, I think it's like the most expensive video ever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something mad. Aim big, and, you know. See. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't think we have the budget to rent trains, but, you know... <laughs> We'll, we'll try something. <laughs> <laughs> so your third album, The Art of Discontent, is out in May. What can you tell us what's, uh, what's coming up in the album? Yeah, man, it's called The Art of Disconnect. Oh, Disconnect, I'm so sorry. Yeah, all good, man, all good, man. It's funny because when, when we first came out, everyone was calling us the Rocket Dogs. You know, so I was like, no, no, we're not the Rocket Dogs, we're called the Rocket Dogs. Oh, you no. Know, they're, yeah. they're like, oh, right, I thought you said dogs. And I'm like, do I sound like I'm saying dogs or dolls? You know, so for ages we were like, we are the rocket dolls. The rocket you know? dolls. So, the rocket dogs yeah. will be covering you in years to come. Right? Yeah, of course. If, they, if we ever get big enough, to the spin-off band, band. Like someone can be the rocket dogs. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the Art Disconnect um, uh, is coming out first of May. You know, it's a you know, it's a self. Um, you know, we're not on any labels or anything like that. You know, we do it all ourselves. Yeah. Um, we had a really good campaign to you know all the fans chipped in and helped us pay for the record and oh, we, had, nice. um, we worked with a producer called George Donahue on it and you know and we also you know one of the biggest things on the record is that um, the legend Chris Sheldon mixed it and he mixed Foo Fighters Colour and the Shape and oh, wow. and Therapy and the Pixies and Don Brocco and the first couple of Biffy Clyro records and things like that so and Pretty good pedigree. And people like that. So it was like, should we see if we can get someone with a name who's like a legendary thing to like mix this record? And, you know, um, we sent him an email and he really dug it and he was like, I'd love to mix it. So, yeah. Oh, we amazing. Like, it was honor. It was like, I still pinch myself, you know, because like when I was a kid, you know, I'd buy the color and the shape and get into the pixies and obviously feed her and slaves to gravity and you know even skunk and Nancy's way done like skunk and Nancy records and yeah, so many so many records around the world you know and obviously like the first don brocco priorities record and biffy clyro and yeah the list is endless what was it like, like creating with someone like that um it was insane dude yeah. <laughs> you know like my first phone call and talking to him and saying like yeah we want to kind of make the record do this and do that and he was like cool man you know and also you know just i think it helps when you step up your songwriting as well and you know we tried to we did everything in reverse on this record where before um how i usually write songs was i would come up with like a song like a riff or something and then make a structure and then get a top line and then write lyrics and then go oh the song's gonna be called this yeah well there's this time i came up with the title of the album and then I wrote loads of cool song titles down. And then I wrote songs to the titles. Oh, right. Oh, wow. So you kind of knew the title of the song before you knew how it went. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I, yeah. So I, what I did was ended up writing, like, not like stories as such, but um, I come up with cool titles and go, like, that's a cool title. And then I go, what does this title make me feel? Yeah. You know, and then I'd write, like, a paragraph, like a big blurb about, you know, what does this make me feel? And then I kind of come up with emotions and feelings and stories about myself and different personal things that um, I go through with these titles. And then, and then I'd write some music and I'd go, that sounds like this. That emotion for this piece of music yeah. fits what this description is. 
and then it kind of went from then it's kind of like matching your emotions of writing music to like your emotions of what the song title was and getting them to match oh well so it was quite a cool um you know way of doing it like that and we think we had like just over 30 songs and then we went into the studio with 17 and then we had 14 of them mixed and then the 13 have gone on the final thing so oh amazing nice yeah so old school big really, album yeah 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 so it's not like a 10 track it's like 13 tracks and you know it's um we're so excited because it's like every everything on there is i know like every band says like yeah they step up on their records you know but we really have on this and yeah. hopefully people just hearing enthusiasm and fumes and the grip as well that you just played you know it's a step up from our previous stuff and like the production's bigger and you know everyone's playing better and that's another thing as well like um a bit of a geek again like the albums were half recorded live all right yeah so you're jamming so together the, yeah so the drums the... and the bass are all recorded live oh brilliant so they're not multi-tracked you know so we kept like that live feel so when you yeah. hear like some of the stuff and it's really got like some heavy vibe about it you can't you can't get that through multi-tracking yeah you can't you can recreate get that. that through when like you're you're staring at each other's faces and you're sweating and, you know, pouring blood on each other and ripping out in front of uh, each other. And yeah, got fire coming at your face from uh, all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah, you're getting your eyebrows singed off and you know, the jacket <laughs> melted onto your skin. There's only know, one that, way you can get that sound. <laughs> yes, there's only one way this riff is going to be played, fire breathers. You know, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. So, you know, it, this whole record is it's almost like it feels like our first album feels like our debut album really because you know it's the yeah. first time we've done everything this way and we've got like a world-class you know legend of rock music mixing it and yeah it just feel, it feels like it feels like the first rocket dolls record to me it's exciting it feels like the other stuff is like demos and this is the real deal now what was it like with taking in stuff you'd already written to, to work with someone who's you know a bit of an idol of yours uh did you feel nervous or was it almost like you were going in there with your babies and then you were having to let them be a bit recreated what, what was that process like uh yeah it's really scary <laughs> because like <laughs> you know when you finish all these songs recording you go right these are the ones that i think they're going to go to mix and then we send them over to chris and the first song he got was the grip oh brilliant excellent you know so that's the first one so and i was like what do you think and he was like dude it's a banger you know, and I, and he was like, "It's really good, man." You yeah. know, and there's um, a cool. Um, he mentions us really quickly out of an, at, in an interview with Warren Hewitt on YouTube, um, about, and he's talking about the, how he recorded, uh, not recorded, how he mixed the Foo Fighters record, and then he talking about projects he's on at the moment, and he's like, "Yeah, I've just got this band in at the moment, and they've got loads of hand claps everywhere, and I've got to reorganise all their hand claps." And I was like, <laughs> "He's talking about me. That's, that's us. <laughs> he's talking about us." You know? He's talking about me, and then sure enough, I was like, he's talking about me, and he's like, yeah, you had to rearrange all your hand claps. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome, dude, you know, so. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, Mentioned in really dispatches cool. alongside Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's it, man, yeah, yeah, so it's really cool, man. But yeah, it's really nerve-wracking, like, I get really paranoid about that anyway, because there's moments I come up with stuff, and I go, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And then I'll, uh, I'll play it, and everyone goes, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yeah. and it's and it and it's like the most 
soul-destroying <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. When that happens, you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I put everything I had into that. I and thought that was it. No one, no one bloody likes it. You know, and then there's stuff that you have lying around you don't tell anyone about. So goes, what the hell's that? And you go, that. And you go, oh, it's just, you know, something lying around. Oh, this old thing? That, hey, Jude? I mean, I've never yeah, Right, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> totally it. So, you know, there's a couple of times like that. There's... um a song on there called Who I've Become. On their new and album? One, yeah, or find your record, yeah. Right. Um, and it was one of, like, some of those parts I had, one, you know, one of the, like, this old thing lying around for years. Yeah. And I, and I could never really get it going. And then one day I was writing um, a different song in a different tuning. And I was like, that sounds a bit like that other song I had. And then I just kind of merged them together. And then that song came out oh, nice. so that and technically that song took like seven years to write do you know what i mean yeah it was just marinating somewhere yeah yeah that's it yeah it was just on the slow cooker for a while you know <laughs> getting the nice juices together you know so yeah. things like that you know happen with it you know so it's quite interesting but yeah it's just really nerve-wracking sometimes when you you're bringing you're bringing in songs that you've slaved over and everyone's like yeah, you've written better. You're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to jump out a window now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't spare my feelings. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's just I uh, just bared my soul to you. That's fine. <laughs> you know? Well, so, I'll tell you what, yeah. from what we've heard, I'm very excited to hear it. Can't wait for uh, for more singles to come. Oh, um, uh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for your support, man. It means everything to us. Total pleasure. People who enjoyed your stuff, uh, where can they go? They can go see you on tour in May as well when you, when you release the album. Is that right? Yeah, about. man. We're on tour with Diva as well. Um, you know, so we're doing a full UK tour from the fifth, uh, from the first of May when the record comes out. We start in Brighton. Um, we're playing with Scam and Diva down in Brighton on a launch show at uh, Chalk in Brighton. Tickets are available now for the whole tour. Just go to therocketdolls.com. The Rocket Dolls, um, not the Rocket Dogs. The Rocket Dolls. Yeah, not dolls. the do- Rocket Dogs. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you go- <laughs> so funny that. Uh, you go to the Rocket Dolls dot com for all your tour tickets, and then we're on tour until the sixteenth of May. We're out on the road. So on the road, um, come and see us. Yeah, we're playing. We're going all the way up to Glasgow. You know, we're hitting Wales as well. So from Brighton, we're pretty much covering every inch of the UK. So amazing. You're bringing come, the fire come out with and you, see us, man. Yeah, well, I wish we could, man. Like, <laughs> can't afford um, that cleaning bill. Oh, dude, do you know what? The amount of people are going, you bring uh, the girls out with you on tour. And I'm like, dude, like, do you know how expensive <laughs> fire breathers are? You know, and do you know yeah. how messy fire breathers are? You know, like, I ain't bringing them out. I'd love to. And your eyeballs can't take it. <laughs> dude, I can't take it, man. I can't take it. You know, like, it's, I'm a big wimp when it comes to that stuff. And, like, if I get, you know, more of my eyebrows and my ears singed, Five, five, five you know. I can't afford more leather jackets, dude. So you know, I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing, Nicky. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Good luck with the dude, tour. Thank you so much, man. Thank you very much for support, and thanks to everyone who's come to listen in and you know come and say hello to us on social media and come and see us on the shows on May. Absolutely. Where can they find you on the socials? Um, it's easy, man. It's just the Rocket Dolls on all social media we're not too active on twitter but facebook and instagram we're all over that you know so um come over give us a follow come say hi awesome check out the new stuff yes please do man thank you so much pleasure see you soon bye all the best dude phoenix 98 fm
My hero, the Foo Fighters. So true, they totally are. Uh, from the album The Colour and the Shape, which is arguably one of the best, greatest Foo Fighters albums, uh, mixed by Chris Sheldon, who has been hard at work most recently mixing the forthcoming The Rocket Dolls album. Uh, you, we are just speaking to Nikki Smash from The Rocket Dolls, their current album uh, due to be out in May, The Art of Disconnect. My thanks to Nikki Smash uh, for coming on the show and sharing some exclusive insight into the album. Massively excited to hear some of that. Sounding so good. Also, uh, quite enjoyed hearing about the uh, the slightly less rock and roll side <laughs> of the day job. <laughs> yes, before we get all some rock song in front of three beautiful fire-breathing girls, maybe every young boy's dream. But take it from Nikki, the cleanup operation isn't quite so rock and roll, is it? <laughs> Sounds terrible. Phoenix 98 FM. Fancy getting your music heard by thousands through the power of radio? Your music could be playing right now on Phoenix FM. Just send us a message, tweet me at Stupink, S-T-E-W-P-I-N-K, or send an email to Stuart at phoenixfm.com to make your music our music. This is Phoenix 98 FM. Go to phoenixfm.com and listen to online guest interviews, check the events for your area and listen to great radio online.